0: The Daily Compliance News for April 17, 2021, the Triple Agent Edition. And our lead story comes from the Financial Times, which reports that a retired senior German intelligence official has told members of the German parliament he was alarmed to learn that former COO of Wirecard, Jan Marsalek, uh, knew about highly classified chemical formula for Novichok, the world's deadliest nerve agents. This is the poison that was used to attack former Russian Secret Service agent Sergei Skripal and his daughter Yulia, and <clears throat> the information that Marcellik held clearly uh, portended that he was in the know with one or more Secret Services. He previously is known to have ties with the Austrian and Russian secret services, but now the question becomes, was he also uh, an agent for the German secret services? Uh, <clears throat> the retired German intelligence official, uh, Bernard Schindenbauer, said he attempted to communicate with Marcelik and recruit him in for cooperation between Wirecard and the German secret service, What is not clear is the results of that. So was Marcelic a triple agent, and did he con everyone? Answer, yes. Uh, Next up, from the Wall Street Journal Risk and Compliance Journal, Mingi Sun reporting, the parting uh, SEC whistleblower head uh, has said that, she says, the program, the whistleblower program at the SEC, has shown the true value of whistleblowers. One thing I hope the program has accomplished is that whistleblowing has become more accepted as the fabric of normalcy. Uh, I think uh, her work and the SEC's work certainly have been extraordinarily helpful for that. She, of course, um, her departure came immediately after the death of Bernie Madoff, which was one of the biggest, probably the 20th, first century's biggest disasters for the SEC, um, where Harry Markopoulos blew the whistle. And the SEC completely dropped the ball and let uh, Madoff con them that nothing was going on. So farewell to Jane Norberg, and uh, the SEC whistleblower program continues. (coughs) The Wall Street Journal asks, can the bond giant PIMCO change its toxic culture? For years, Pacific Investment Management Company, or PIMCO, wore its cutthroat reputation as a badge of honor. Ambitious people flocked to the trading floor, Uh, and endured sharp elbows, long hours, and fickle management decisions for dazzling paydays. The uh, firm's ethos began to shift in 2014 when a star investor left, and the question becomes now, can they overhaul their toxic culture? And indeed, uh, even if you have a major payout, are you willing to put up with all of that? So it's going to be interesting to see if PIMCO can change its culture story comes from the Financial Times. You know, it's bad when the Financial Times asks just how corrupt you are, and they ask that question of the British government, uh, particularly in light of the Greensill matter uh, and David Cameron's lobbying on behalf of Greensill. While the FT believes the SFO, the Serious Fraud Office, uh, record is good at uh, chasing corrupt businesses, We also believe that corruption is living, acting, breathing in plain sight with British politics. So perhaps it's politics as usual in Britain, uh, whether the fallout from Greensill will actually make change. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow.